Who is it? Me? The me inside the Ava? No, I sense somebody here other than myself. Who are you? An angel? The person we referred to as an angel? Don't you want to become one with me? No, I am me. I am not you. I see, but it's too late. It's already begun. I'll share my heart with you. I'll share what I feel with you. It hurts, right? There. Doesn't your heart ache? Ache? No, this is not pain. You're lonely. You feel loneliness. Loneliness? I don't understand. You don't want to be alone. There are so many of us. But you are alone and you hate it. That's what loneliness feels like. But that's your heart you're feeling. It's yours that is full of sadness. Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes talk about anime. I have your heart inside of me now. It's Matt. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> you yeah. or I'm me. Y- yes. You're you, yes. you're me. Uh-huh. God damn it. Uh-huh. It's squishy in here. <laughs> Some of his recent actions have crossed the line, Bill. <laughs> You had to have that one for me, not you, because you teach. <laughs> it's accurate. <laughs> and I'm one of those people we call angels. My name is Andy. That explains the 5,000 eyes. <laughs> Halo, Andy. <laughs> uh, we must always deny the existence of angels. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I am Erica. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're all Erica. Oh, podcast with <laughs> listeners. Hey, everyone. How's it going? It's okay. It's, it's okay. It's, it's all right. I had a pretty good sleep today, and uh, then I had a very unhealthy meal, and now I'm here. You're set. You've checked all the boxes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Unhealthy meal, sleep, mm-hmm. podcasting. Mm-hmm. Repeat. <laughs> this, this is the life. I hung out with Brad for a while, and I ate some Cheetos brand mac and cheese. Uh, I eat filet mignon seven times a day. My bathtub's filled with Perrier. What can I say? This is the life. <laughs> what is what, what? 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 What exactly is Cheetos brand mac and cheese? It's exactly what it sounds like. Is it? Does it use like instead of like the the dusty packet of like stuff like for like craft? It's like a dusty packet of the bottom of a Cheetos bag. Pretty much. Oh. <laughs> it's it's the it's a bright orange dusty packet. <laughs> Microwavable death. Was it okay? It was pretty good. You know, it's cheese. They were at Jewel for uh, 10 for $10, so we bought some... uh, We have bold and cheesy, jalapeno, and flaming hot. I tried the jalapeno. It was pretty good. Jalapeno's the only one I think I'd probably try of those. I don't don't dislike Cheetos, 
but they've never been my favorite brand of chippy type snack. That's fair. Ha ha jalapeno 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 jalapeno. The Gargoyle's oh. catchphrase that never worked. My Goliath NECA figure came with a jalapeno. Yeah, so did mine. <laughs> oh, you got one? I got one. And my Thalog is waiting for me at the comic shop. That's that's Disney's Gargoyles for those who are listening and cannot see what Bill is putting in front of his camera. <laughs> yep, I've got the Demona and Bronx and Hudson and all and let's next season all on uh, pre-order. Bill Same. just whipped out his Goliath. <laughs> that was my Thalog. <laughs> My fade You whipped out your Goliath backwards. <laughs> they call that the goat. <laughs> okay, so before we get any weirder with this, let's get weirder with this episode. Oh, man. Today we're going to be talking about episode 23 of Neon uh, Justice Evangelion. It's titled Tears, and it's Bill's episode. God damn it. Uh, bef- <laughs> before we do that, though, we'll give Bill a little bit of a reprieve if anyone Yay. happens to have any nerd news. Nerd reviews. I saw Jurassic World uh, Dominion. Oh, neat! Ah, it was it was fun. There was very little plot, so much as it was just like gunfight, gunfight against dinosaurs, dinosaur fight, dinosaur car chase, car chase, car chase with guns. <laughs> it was. Is this the one that's like bringing back a lot of the old actors? So uh, no, it brought back uh, Laura Dern as Dr. Ellie Sadler, uh, Sam Neill as Dr. Grant, and uh, Jeff Goldblum as uh, uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm. Anything with Jeff Goldblum is going to be an immediate thumbs up for me. He was fun. He was great. Everybody in it was great. I wish Chris Pratt wasn't as likable as he is. I enjoyed his performance, even though he's kind of a dirtbag. I always enjoy anything with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. It had just enough like scientific ethics and uh, search for identity and stuff in it that it made it not completely mindless. But it was pretty mindless, like just crazy action. You know, as far as the uh, main character's ages go, Malcolm's in the middle. <laughs> you Google search just to make that joke, didn't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I saw him frantically Googling over there. <laughs> nice. Uh, is that on, I assumed you watched it on streaming? No, we went to the theater. Oh, really? Wow. Yep. First thing Saturday morning. Okay. Well, there you go. Didn't know you were that enthusiastic about Jurassic Park to actually go spend theater money on it. Ultimately, yes. Also, my daughter uh, really, really likes it, really wanted to see it, and she brought home straight A's and was recognized with the honor society and so yeah nice little nice little reward yeah yeah did she enjoy herself she did she liked it quite a bit fantastic awesome so yeah go check that out uh wasn't the title jurassic park what uh dominion dominion okay uh minor news is not much uh it is pseudo e3 month uh e3 the electronic expo i can't remember the third e uh (laughs) Entertainment Expo. I think, yeah, Electronic Entertainment Expo. Engorged. Not engorged. Not the Engorged Expo. That's a completely different expo. The uh, E3 was did not, did not come back at all in any capacity this year, but um, the different gaming companies are slowly putting out their big events. We had Microsoft slash Bethesda today. I watched the Summer Game Fest. So far, there, there hasn't been anything that's been very exciting from any of the announcements, really. I'm excited to see when Nintendo does theirs, of course, and... Of course. Of course. And Square Enix is going to be doing a 10-minute for Final Fantasy VII's 25-year anniversary, which I hope is going to have a little glimpse at Final Fantasy Remake Part Two. 
Uh, so yeah, that's it's it's E3 month ish, whatever you want to call it, and uh, I'm just waiting on Nintendo. That that tracks. Ah, I remember that play. It was based on Waiting for Godot. It was pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs> if I knew anything about Waiting for Godot, I'd make a joke, but I don't, so I'm going to just backtrack on what I was about to start to say. So never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen Waiting for Godot. <laughs> it's basically two people talking about this person they're waiting for who never shows up. Okay. Sounds boring <laughs> as shit. <laughs> At least I think that's what, it, what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly 100% accurate. It's fine. Yeah. You, Sounds right. I was going to bring up the sad stuff today, if oh, if that, hey, bring, if, if, bringing it down, yeah. I, and then, I, I was expecting you to bring up the trigun thing, but okay. Yeah, when there's some more than substan- more than rumors. Sure. Okay, fair enough. We've had a couple of English voice actors pass away recently. Oh, that's unfortunate. First was uh, Billy Kometz, who passed away from colon cancer at the sadly young age of thirty-five. Oof. He played uh, Josuke in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable. He was Naofumi in The Rise of the Shield Hero, Gallo in Promare, my favorite, White Blood Cell from Cells at Work. And he was in Kimetsu no Yaiba as well, Demon Slayer. And the other fella was Jim White, voice actor, radio host. He was 73, and cancer got him as well, sadly. He uh, voiced Igneal, the narrator in The Fairy Tale, second season. And he was in Attack on Titan and One Piece, quite a few other shows. So, R.I.P. to both of those gentlemen. It's always a bastard to hear about somebody dealing with that. Yeah. Bill knows from experience, unfortunately. Here's the other bit of interesting news I've come across. There is going to be an anime series of Rick and Morty. That tracks. <laughs> Does it? Okay. I don't. I don't care enough about Rick and Morty to go any <laughs> further. But <laughs> well, I just was... don't want to see the Meek Seeks or what Meek Seeks or whatever is in anime style. It's gonna freak me out. You don't or you do? I don't. <laughs> that seems like that would be your jam. I mean, maybe a little. <laughs> it just seems like the concept enough. Seemed like a commentary worthy. I got uh, nothing. Yeah, I mean, like I always said, I like Rick and Morty. I don't want to call myself a Rick and Morty fan, because those people are fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like fans, but worse, I guess. Yeah, like fans, <laughs> but worse. Yeah, it's a it's a fun show. I mean... It's uh, going to be a ten-episode series from the director of the anime Tower of God, Takashi Sano. So this is like an actual anime venture and not just like the writer producers of the original show being like we're going to do a series of episodes in anime style right wow okay that's interesting i don't know what to think about that <laughs> i legit don't know what to think about that i'm i'm gonna need some time to process this <laughs> uh that's all i found that's all that terribly interesting now okay i suppose since it was brought up there is a rumor that yes. we will be getting a new Trigun anime. Is it still a rumor? Still just a rumor as far as okay. I, I know. I haven't I didn't check the news today. A couple of the sources I saw talking about it seemed like they were uh they were taking it as gospel. Matt, I have a question for you as our number one lover of Trigun on the show. Yes, sir. Would you rather them do a reboot 
starting over from the beginning of the story, maybe retelling it or going closer to the manga? Or would you want a continuation after the events of the original anime? I would want the manga. You I want, want the, the manga. Br- I want the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood treatment. Okay. I'm not that you couldn't uh, adapt that to the end of the Trigon anime we got, but I, it would be difficult. I say start from the ground up. And then second question, do we want the original voice cast back? <gasps> yes. If they deign to return, certainly. I'd like to hear what Johnny Young Bosch could bring to the uh, English dub this time around. Same for the Japanese, although uh, Masaya Onosaka is getting pretty old at this point. Uh, so yeah, I hope that rumor is reality. I would like to see a redone version of Trigon. I'd be okay with that. I would dance with joy in the streets, naked, covered in jello. <laughs> Speaking of joy and being naked, one of which is true what? for this What'd episode. Do? <laughs> uh, hey, <Yes>. Bill. <laughs> like One time. No, no, not that. <laughs> no, no, we're talking about episode 23 of Neon Genesis Evangelion. Tears. Oh man. Yeah, I think it's I think it's tears. Although it, there's definitely it's... some tearing going on. <laughs> Tore Bill a new oh. one. Oh man. Bill, tell us about this lovely episode. I don't wanna. Well, <laughs> do it anyway. Oh man. I guess I'm, I guess I show up by notes. Yeah, usually that's where we start when we when I mean, we start our review is we could take be a fun look if at our didn't, but yeah. You know. I was just, just, just a stream of consciousness of what he to... remembers. Hi, welcome to Tuning Japanese, the wildly inaccurate anime review show. <laughs> so how would that be any different? I'll say Josh isn't <laughs> here, so... <laughs> okay, so we start out, Masato sitting alone, listening to her answer machine, to the message that Kaji left her. Uh, he knows he fucked up a bunch of stuff, and wants her to manage his flowers. I never saw any flowers, all I saw was watermelons. Well, he didn't say Matt knows where they're at. He said Shinji knows where they're yeah, at. Yeah, <laughs> Shinji knows. Hey, car poster above Misato's work desk. A really oddly drawn, like very manga-esque drawing of a car. Big Initial D fan. <laughs> <laughs> never loved, never really liked Initial D myself. Her room is, uh, her room is a mess. Mm-hmm. Of course it's a mess. It's usually a mess, and now she's depressed, so. Now it's even worse. Usually a mess, and now she's depressed. Did anyone else notice the skateboard that she has, though? I did see that. Uh-huh. Why does she? I don't know why she has a skateboard, but I like it. Oh, didn't you know uh, Misato starred in her high school production of Gleaming the Cube? That sounds really <laughs> dirty. That really does, actually. <laughs> I mean, she does also have tissues on the ground, but yet you'd never heard of the movie. Then I take it. I you know this is this is the part of the show where Matt says a very obscure <laughs> movie title and expects us to know, but we never do because Bill and I don't watch movies. <laughs> well, it was uh, Gleaming the Cube was a 1989 American neo noir film directed by Graham Clifford and starring Christian Slater as a 16 year old skateboarder investigating the death of his adopted Vietnamese brother. That is the wildest fucking premise. What? <laughs> that is the wildest fucking premise. <laughs> I'm going to go oh, watch yeah. Gleaming the Cube later. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> While wow, on a skateboard. <laughs> okay, so yeah, she's uh, she's already listening to this message from Kaji. Or should you call it a skateboard? I <laughs> She's listening to this message from Kaji. She's doing. This is very unhealthy to do this over and over again. Yeah, this is not. This is not good. She's not in a good place. No, she's not. 
Uh, and we get kind of the idea that this isn't the first time she's listened to this message, like you said. It, this is the first time we see her listen to it, but yeah. She's got this big sign up on her door that says, don't come in, I'll kill you. Well, and her, says, her says working. Asuka's is like later is like, I'll oh, fucking kill oh, you. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, okay, yeah. Hers just says, I am working. Yes. But Shinji and Pinpin are just kind of standing there, and he's like, well, she shut in again today. And he also, I, I wonder if today's the day that Asuka comes home. Oh. No, she's playing, she's fucking playing Sega games, dude. Yeah, she's yeah. straight up playing a Sega Genesis. <laughs> they're they're uh, not even hiding what that is. Yep. Sega. Class, <laughs> class rep has a Sega Genesis, and that's all Asuka wants to do there. I can't believe they're not playing Winning Fighter. I love Winning <laughs> Fighter. <laughs> and Poyo Poyo 2 is pretty good. Not as good as Poyo Poyo 1 and a half, but... I have no idea what's happening. I love Poyo Poyo. <laughs> uh, um, and it's weird because this is when uh, Hikari, our class rep, uh, I finally learned the name. <laughs> hey, you did it, Bill. I'm so proud of you. She's like, she doesn't want to do anything. She won't go home. She won't go to sleep. And then she's like, hey, let's go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for Hikari in this because, I, like, I know. she's a gracious host. <laughs> and she, you could tell she's like hasn't slept in days. Like the, when they're like sharing this bed, and she's just staring dead eyed at the ceiling. She's like, she's, I got to get this fucking girl out of my apartment. She's not like me. Ten minutes before we start recording, I'm just like, hey, go home. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching the Japanese, and it was like. She won't go home, won't go to school. She just sits there and plays video games. And I'm like, oh, so she's finally acting like a normal teenager. <laughs> all, all it took was almost losing her sanity by almost mentally being violated. That's all it takes. Yeah, that's all it takes. Uh, so they have, a, once they lay down for sleep, they have a little late night girl chat, little girl talk about how Alaska is depressed and useless and how she hates herself and everybody else and everything else. And Hikari's like, oh. I thought you did a good job. <laughs> it's so fucking awkward. And so she cries. <laughs> She's like, you did all right. And yeah, she just breaks down. She's like, no, I did it. I know that both of you hate Asuka. Again, just like I was gushing last episode about how much I loved the solo episode for her in so many ways, minus some of the more problematic aspects of it. Superhuman, super relatable, like... You have to, I don't, you don't have to, but I feel terrible for her. I hate everybody on this show, <laughs> except Masato and Pinpin. And Masato's like, on the edge. <laughs> yes. So you want to start a Pinpin fan cast? Apparently. But, uh, yeah, Asuka's a complicated character. So, gone from just being merely annoying to annoying and complicated. It's a step up, actually. <laughs> There's, I'll give you that much. There's, there's there's some nuance there. You guys are assholes. She's I'll give you she's that tormented. Much. She's I just mm, I like her character arc. I spent a bit of my time being tormented too, and this is how I and I turned out okay. Played a lot of Sega. Sega. Yeah. Gosh, I wish I could go back and play Vector Man again. Oh, Vector Man's not terrible. <laughs> uh, Ritzko. Oh, she's yeah. at her office smoking, ta- talking to her grandma. About how the cat's dead. Yeah, the cat's fucking dead. Yes. Just, that's cheerful. We're just real cheerful show. Real. <laughs> this is, and she's so for someone who loves cats as much as she does. I think she's about had it. 
Because she's like, oh, the cat's dead, huh? Like, well, I'll try to cats, be home when I can. Cats don't live forever. I, I, I think this old lady was just lonely. She's like, I got to do something to get my granddaughter to talk to me. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Oh, bam. my God. I'm so- <laughs> Jesus Christ, cat murder. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah. to tell you the cat has died, Ritzko. <laughs> She, she what tripped, happened? It tripped Blood and poisoning. fell. <laughs> it tripped and fell on a box of bullets. Kitty cat, kitty cat, kitty 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 cat squish. Oh. Oh my fucking god. Uh, so That's dark. Please come visit me. <laughs> I'll kill again. <laughs> god. <laughs> this is fucking. This is what, what is Bill this? would rather think about than the show, guys. I'm I'm making my own fun. <laughs> hey, there's a spear yep, of the... Longinus <laughs> in yep, the sky. I, I think you pronounce that funny. <laughs> I think I pronounce it the way they pronounce it. Longinus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna stick with thinking it's Longinus, and uh, I meet you. Uh, it's floating in space, and the uh, the pissed off monoliths of Sile are yelling at Gadil again. Yep. I love that they are like my students when I was having to teach remotely and like none of them have their cameras on. This says <laughs> audio only. It's like, how many of them people are jerking off in that scene later? Like probably all of them, right? I'm glad you went the direction with that. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't sure where that uh, sentence was going to end. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad you're talking about Sile. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, just, just saying. Uh-huh. So Gindo's... <laughs> There's a very similar uh, skit on that new Kids in the Hall show. You try to talk my wife into watching that. There's lots of naked men in that one, just so she knows. Sweet. Fair enough. He makes an excuse about he needed to use a spear. We needed it. Yeah. It was the only thing we could do at the time. That's a convenient excuse. Sure. We totally believe you. And then he just straight up answers a call. While talking to him. <laughs> he's like, he doesn't, he's like, he picks doesn't up excuse the, me or anything. He's just like, hello? <laughs> yeah, these assholes again. <laughs> There's a red phone, too, so I really hoped it was Batman on the other line. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure Batman... There's another potential attacking! <laughs> <laughs> we need Ray to peck. Where is she? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Masato's also on the phone. Uh, apparently they called her and him at the same time. And she authorizes uh, Ava Zero to be launched and tells them that, us and the, and them, hmm. she doesn't have the authority to launch Ava One now. Yes. She's been, that's been yeah. taken away. The only one who can make that call is Akari. Yep. Makes sense after it, like, you know, devoured an, a, 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 an angel. I think that's some more reason to send it out. <laughs> Clearly it does its job. <laughs> hey. All you can eat angel buffet. Right. Uh, Gendo also announces uh, that Eva 2 should be launched to be used as a decoy. He's like, it can't work. It doesn't do anything, but it's a decoy. I hate these motherfuckers yeah, huh. so much. I hate can them we, so do, fucking do, much. Do we need Asuka in there in that case? Yep. Well, she just sits there feeling sorry for herself. She's <laughs> like, doing I best. suck, and I'm terrible, and I I can't do anything. I'll just be in the way. Ah, well, you know who has the power to change that, Asuka? It's you. I was, I was like, is he going to say Jesus Christ? I, like, that's, <laughs> I, Jesus has the power. <laughs> it's turned into a Latter Day Saints commercial. And the, that when the Ava had two sets of eyes, huh. that, that was know, Jesus. 
Gendo seems like a seems like a guy you could see as the uh, dean of Brigham Young University. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> he definitely like would have multiple wives if he could. <laughs> does probably does. Oh, anyway, more wives means more experiments. So Masato rushes in, and Ritsuko's like, what have you been doing? And she's like, I have no time to give you an excuse. <laughs> you know? You know? <laughs> what she actually says, the, literally, is no time for excuses. But <laughs> Bold fucking strategy. The next time I'm late for work, I'm fucking trying it. Like, I'm waiting. My princess will be like, where the hell were you? I don't have time to make shit up. I gotta teach. And then just, like, hope that, like, laughter is the, the best way to that's, deal with this. That, that's a pretty good line. I'm going to try it. Yeah, it was like, sure she, like, she won't make excuses for why she's late, I think is what we're going for. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> yeah, I, I just like She doesn't tell the truth either. She just... <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't, no time to get for excuses. What's the, what's the situation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the situation, I, I like that the angel this time is a halo. Yes. Well, it starts out a halo. Yes, yes. And becomes a crazy snake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but initially, it's a halo, which is hilarious. It's shifting from blue to orange, and, like, we see, like, there's wavelengths inside the halo, mm-hmm. but yes. ultimately, it's a halo. It's a braid work halo. <laughs> and then it breaks apart and turns into a worm. Yeah. Launches itself right into Ray and Ava Zero. This is the most fun angel yet. Yeah. It bores straight into Ava Zero Ugh. and it starts leaving nasty little veiny lines all over the mech. Yeah, oh, I didn't and, like that. And Ray, right up yep. to her boobs and it's, everything. It's yeah. traveling through the blood vessels or it's something. It's aggressively trying to make first contact and oh. biologically melding oh. with the Ava. Oh my! We've seen shit like this kind of before, though. Like, kind of. I mean, they've been yeah. b- bonding. and they've stuff. They've been trying but... to like take over the 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 human host or the. As we'll find out later, human Ava. Yeah. Yeah, but this is definitely the most visually striking version of it so far, though. Now is when they they decide to launch Ava to, to assist. Which is weird, because Jenna's like, we'll send her the decoy, and then Masada's just like, ah, fuck it, go help her. But all this amounts to is Asuka can't get it to move, so they pull it back in. Gave it a shot. Yeah. And we get another trip trippy fucking sequence. Ray Ray is talking to Angel Ray who wants to be one with Ray Ray, Ray tells the angel that it's lonely, and the angel says that she's rubber and she's glue, and Ray Ray is the glue, because now Ray is crying and confused about crying. Ray Ray is the title of a hentai I once saw. (laughs) Spelt the same? Yeah. Just just starring two Rays? Yeah. Well. (laughs) Ray and a tentacle, Bill. Come on, get it right. Well, you know what? I mean, that's kind of what we have this here. This is going to happen here. This is, so. that, this is that hentai. This is what Matt's talking about. Yes, yes. <laughs> because outside, the angel attack's getting worse. Yeah. More intimate. That's Squicky, worse. squickier. Squickier. Hey, there you go. So Gendo just lets Unit 1 fly. And then Asuka, nobody sent Shinji to help me when I was in trouble. That was heartbreaking because she's <laughs> right. <laughs> Because she's fucking he right. He wasn't there at the time. It's fine. <laughs> the head of her mech landed in front of him. He was in a shelter. Yeah, didn't have a, a huge impact on me, but I was kind of kind of like, oh, maybe if Shinji was out there, it would have given, I don't know, some sort of uh, word I can't think of right now for Asuka. 
Motivation? Motive, motive, yeah, something. Yeah, but he wasn't there. No. <laughs> he, to, not to defend Shinji or Gendo, but he wasn't there. Okay, fair enough. Maybe if he's like, well, Gen- well, Shinji wasn't around to help me, maybe that would have been okay. And Shinji does what he does best and gets his gun blown up while he <laughs> immediately... Do we want to unpack it all, the Ray meets Ray scene? Do we? I mean... I don't know. I, I might, that's my question. Like, do we want to unpack that at all? Because, like, we've we, we get, we've gotten this scene... All three pilots have had this moment of, yeah. like, facing their inner self. Well, the angel pretending to be their inner self. Yeah, yeah. And we saw that last episode with Asuka. We saw it with Shinji. Like, with, like the, the repeated, like, train rides. and It's hard to understand, even. Mm-hmm. Could mostly be metaphorical. Well, that raise like, oh, you're lonely. That's what that feeling is. Nuh-uh, you are. <laughs> well, I think I think I think it's interesting the idea that like because kind of going back to the when Asuka kept calling Ray a doll in the last episode, right? And you know what we see in this episode, what we already kind of knew, but wasn't a hundred percent spelled out at the very end of this episode that like there are multiple rays. Ray is not a human Ray. I mean, is, but isn't like, is a mass produced shell that a soul is kind of jammed into. Right. Yeah. She's a fascinating character, their lack of humanity. And I, I think like the fact that she has this moment of crying and tears kind of brings in the question. So is she human? Is she not? Is she, are they repressing these emotions? Is she finally experiencing them? I don't know. I have a lot of questions. I don't really have a lot of answers. And then she's like, the fuck are these? <laughs> <laughs> so what What do we think? Is the other Ray the Ava or the angel? I think it's the angel. I think, I think so, too. Because it's trying to bond, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, could go either way if that's the only qualifier, but... Uh, I mean, it looks kind of scary. Judging from what happens in a few minutes, uh, yeah, I'm guessing it's the angel. That was how I read it. That's how I understood it. Frog knife. Oh, yeah. Frog so Shinji, knife. What? Shinji, back to what I <laughs> said before. Shinji does what he does best and fucks up. Immediately getting the gun knocked out of his hand and blown to pieces. Ah, but he dodged the worm. <laughs> <laughs> what a phrase. Because he forgets how to use his prog knife. Hi, old Timothy prog knife. <laughs> Masato's on the radio. Hey, use your prog knife, stupid. So he does, because that's the only weapon he has left, and he's fucking forgot he had it. <laughs> he chops the tentacle, and little ray faces in the veins in his arm. Yes. Are like, ah, me! <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I love the freakiness like, of that. Yeah, because he, he's got the little, like, veins on his arm, like Ray had after it attacks him, and they're like, they're like little rays, like, ah! <laughs> 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 that is when the end of the tentacle then turns into a giggling ray that caresses Eva One's face. <laughs> and the ray's like, am I into Shinji? I think I might want to do Shinji. <laughs> <laughs> the heart wants what it wants, even when it's freaking weird. Yep. So maybe she doesn't. She doesn't know. What she does do is flips the AT field in around yes which sucks the glowing angel tentacle of glowing ray back into ava one's vagina it appears and it gets pregnant is yeah the core ruptures 
and it swells up like it's pregnant. I did not catch the vagina and pregnancy part. Now, oh, now really? that you mention it, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, yeah. if you look when the when the Ava falls down, when Zero Zero falls down, that is where the end of that tentacle is coming from. Yep. And it just spaghetti slurps it right back in. Okay, that's something. So far for this episode, there's womb for improvement. I mean, she was kind of in, like, birth-giving stance. No, absolutely. Like, stirrups and everything. Yeah, no, it, it, yeah. That's fucking weird. So Ray stays in the Ava instead of ejecting because she has to keep the field up until the core implodes. Ugh. And then Ava zero zero turns into a glowing angel Ray. Ah. Instead of the Ava there, it is that glowing full body of Ray with a halo above her head. Yep. And it explodes. Kaboom. Fucking wild. Big kaboom. Angels in the... Oh, God! Yeah, like city-leveling kaboom. That's when Masato's like, let's call off the operation and send out some rescue people. While she's shaking violently. Yep. Yeah. And when they get out there to rescue, you know what the first thing they find is? Ooh, what do they find? The break card. Oh, of course they do. Welcome on into the break card. It's Andy, as you already know, and this is Tuning Japanese, which hopefully you already know as well. Uh, and you're listening to another episode of our reviews of Neon Genesis Evangelion as we reach the finish line for our discussions of this anime. We have three more episodes after this one to get to, where we'll talk about episodes 24, 25, and 26 together in one episode, and then the end of Evangelion as our final episode. We'll probably do one more after that to just kind of sum up the series as a complete package and talk about some of our overall thoughts, especially since all three of us have been spending a lot of time looking up information about Evangelion after the fact. But we'll talk more about that as we reach the conclusion of the anime, and we hope that you have enjoyed everything that you've been listening to here on this particular season, Season 7. Over on Patreon.com slash TuningJapanese, you can get our bonus episodes from our series Tuning In. July's episode is going to be a review of Kuma 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 Bear. Matt has been fantastic in putting those episodes together. It's one fewer thing that I have to do. I really appreciate that. And uh, you can go find that for donating just $3 a month. Get you all kinds of other bonus content and stuff as well. This episode's weird. Let's get back to the weirdness. And then we'll be heading into, soon enough... Our summer viewing, and then our next season, season eight. Can't believe I'm saying season eight of Tuning Japanese. Thank you so much for everything, and let's get back to the review. We're back from the break card. Did we find anything? Found some floppy snakeskin. Uh, <laughs> oh. Found uh Well, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a used a, condom. It's gonna be that's, floppy. That's a, that's, a, <laughs> <laughs> that's not snakeskin. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> I knew it smelled funny. You see, you see, when once a snake sheds its skin, that's known as the foreskin. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And this other is the after skin. This is the five skin and the six skin. All right. Hey, uh, 
Okay, so... What, what happens after the break card, Bill? Part 2's title is Ray 3. Ray 3. So that was the 16th angel, and it is nowhere to be found. Yes. And Prophecy says there's only one more. Yeah, we'll get there. Because Ritsuko says that right now the goal is to find and dispose the plug and any parts in it. Ooh. Yeah. Get that cleaned up so Shinji doesn't see it. Yeah, and she says, doesn't she say, like, this is now a, a secret operation? Yep. Top yeah. secret? Hey, at least we got a nice new lake now, huh? Yep, yep. New yeah, prime fishing lake, spot? Yeah. So now we go back to the weirdo Seelay. That's when they're saying, that was the 16th angel, and it's been defeated. There's only one angel left in the Dead Sea Scrolls. This is apparently according to the plan, although losing the spear and Angel 00 wasn't part of that plan. For sure not. And this must be grievous enough that they can go ahead and, go ahead and oust Gendo now. Yeah, they're going to start taking steps. Yep. Uh, they sent Vice Gendo back unscathed as a message, but this time they want a worse sacrificial lamb and somebody that knows it all. Uh-huh. And they cut right to showing us Ritsuko, because that was subtle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not a lot of subtlety going on. Shinji is sitting in his room, listening to the music that's coming out of his earbuds. Because he's not smart enough to get them in his ears. <laughs> they had earbuds <laughs> back then? <laughs> Apparently so. This is the future, man. Re- oh, that's the right. future. <laughs> so Masato comes in to comfort him. And she says, this is all I can do. And, like, takes his hand. It sounds grosser than I think it's meant to sound. It looks what? grosser than maybe it's meant. It looks Wait, gross. what? What? It looks like Masato is going to do him to make him feel better. Uh, it's not It's not the implication at all. No. That is super what it looks like. You never heard of a comforting hand? Just holding? Comforting hand job? Not a comforting hand. Not a comforting hand no, job! She, <laughs> she's just trying to comfort him, you dirty, dirty boy. Well, yes. okay, so he recoils, like freaks out, like, Ah, don't touch me! Ah! You know, Shinji. Yeah, but when she leaves, she's like, I wonder if now he's afraid of women, or just intimacy. Intimacy in the non-sexual way. I don't know. It's like, I'd have to listen to the English-Japanese difference on that. Yeah, but then she goes, to, she's like, hey, Pin Pin. She's like, I guess this is what it comes to. I'll take it from anybody. <laughs> I was like, she's going to fuck that penguin. No, she's not going to fuck that penguin, Bill. Well, no, because he won't let her. But like, she No, wants she just wants to hug someone. <laughs> she's like, maybe I'm the one that's lonely. <laughs> yeah, she is. She's going to listen to that recording again. I got some blah blah. Uh, Ray is all their despair and hope and whatever. Uh-huh. Masato's been drinking away her pain, and she gets a call that Ray has been found. <gasps> found, quote unquote. And when they get yeah. they get to her in the hospital, uh, she doesn't know shit about fuck. She, and she's all. like, "Thanks for saving me." Yeah, and she's like, and she's like "I did." <laughs> Who? How did I do that? Oh, I guess I don't remember that because I'm the third one. I don't think that she was supposed to say that, right? Yeah. yeah. You know what's doubtful? You know what else is weird here, I noticed? Hmm. The way she's bandaged up is exactly how she was bandaged up, like, early in the anime when he first met her. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was number two right there. Yep. And then Rayan bandages herself with nothing physically wrong with her. So they put her in those bandages just to look like the bandages from earlier, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. She's, like, Um, standing in front of her mirror. Ah, darn. No likelihood of wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey travel. Nope. Man, I hope they don't introduce time travel in this show. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's bad enough already. She tries to break Gendo's glasses and can't. 
Yeah. So she starts, so she starts to cry. Yeah. And once again, we get that classic Ray catchphrase. Am I crying? Why am I crying? Are these tears? I love this scene because there's something almost instinctual because she doesn't know anything that was going around, but like it's like an instinctual hatred, I think, of Gendo. I like something th- deep down that like she knows that he's not a good guy. That, I I have I a know. theory about this that we'll unpack after we finish it. Okay, that's fair. All right. I have questions. Please, please. So Gendo just wants everything back to status quo for the children, but keeping them under surveillance. Seelay's into its new interrogation. Ritsko. Naked. Naked Ritsko. For some Every reason. inch of her. Some creepy-ass reason. Again, sound only prominently shown on the on the Seely monolith. Yeah. Uh-huh. But they won't let her be violated any further or suffer. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, what are you doing over there? You gotta hand it to Ritsko. She knows she's got it going on. No shame in her game whatsoever. She's like, I ain't shame. She's stoic about it. She is there as Ray's replacement, since Gindo wouldn't let them have Ray. Why does she have to be naked? Because they're creeps. Is that, like, all it comes down to? Because anime fans are creeps? I <laughs> Trying to unsettle her so that she might give something away, I think. Yeah, that's probably... So what, the, what is the line that they say? Subjecting you to further discomfort or indignities is not our aim. Yeah, in the English it was something along the lines of... Uh... Violation or un- discomfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still think that they were just trying to un- yeah, trying to just, put her off balance so they just could... just messing with her. Yeah, we cut over to Basada with that capsule. Um, Kaji gave her all the information he has, and it's on a little microchip inside of the the capsule. Finally. Yep. Uh, Ritsko's let go since they apparently need her for the Eva projects. Yeah, they can't completely sacrifice her. Yep. Yeah, they still need to use her. Like her mother, her mother was integral to the project, and so is she. They will soon have eight Evas, and that means there's four to go. I don't know what that. Uh, they need twelve, apparently. Well, biblical twelve was a biblical number, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess, yeah, but I don't know. I think it just kind of ties. I think it just ties in with the biblical stuff. Ritsuko calls Shinji, and kind of covertly tells him, "You're not being surveilled. You can move around freely." Mm-hmm. Which was her, I think, trying to start some shit. Because right after this, we see her trying to get into a secret location, and she's locked out of it. When you say start start some shit, though, like, do you mean, like, against Nerve? I think so. Okay, okay, because that's kind of what I was getting to. I just wanted to make sure yeah. I, was, I, I was interpreting your, yeah, your statement. Yeah, right? yeah. She's, she's going to cause some trouble against, for, against Gendo. Um, there's some implications all throughout this that, like, she was sleeping with Gendo, or letting him use her yeah, body or something. Yeah, like so, something along those lines. Yeah, and, and I think her mom was, too. Because she says, like, my, me and my mother both, you know, so. Yeah. I, yeah, you get the sense that, like, yeah. But she's had enough of all of this shit. Yeah, this is her breaking point, which, yep. you know, it's interesting with her character because her character, she has been so staying alongside the rules and uh-huh. doing everything for Nerve and, you know, like that whole, all those scenes with her and um, Kasaragi and how Masato is just, like, can't handle it. And but she keeps you know her her connection to the company, and here she's finally had enough. Yep. When she tries to open that door and can't, uh, that's when Masato jams a gun into her back and says that she needs to be shown all of the secrets right now. Good on Masato. Ritsuko agrees, but says only if he can come in too. 
Shinji. Why do you think Shinji is brought along for this? What's what is Ritsuko's plan here? Is it just as a bit of insurance? Is it to knowing that like Shinji will then side with her because he already doesn't trust his dad? I think so. I think she's just looking to fuck as much up as she can and burn as much down as she can. She figures that out of everybody here, they're the two people who need to know the most, so she's showing them. And he's the only pilot right now. Fair. He's got some leverage that she can cause trouble with. There is much more manipulation in your you guys' reading of the scene than mine. What do you take it as then, Matt? Just that she wants them to know the truth. That's it. So, and I think she told Shinji to come there, though. Well, well, for whatever reason, yeah, she did. That's that was the whole point of her, like her shady shit of like, you just know the truth. come on, we're gonna start some shit. Our first stop in this little horror show is Ray's underground nursery. That looks like a setup of her apartment. Yeah, mm-hmm. or a Saw movie set. Yeah, both. Uh, since she's never seen anything other than this place, and it's embedded in the light and sound of her soul. I think is the quote. (laughs) Metaphorical, maybe? Very flowery. So she just decorates her apartment the same way and leaves bandages laying around. (laughs) (laughs) That's what that means. And then we move on to an Eva mass grave. Ugh, it's fucking weird. Yeah, it's a bunch of, like, long trenches with holes between. There's just giant skulls and ribcages and stuff laying in. Grave. And this was also the place where Shinji's mother disappeared. And Shinji was there, he was just too little to remember it. And or blocked it out. Yeah. We did see that, right? I I, I don't know. I don't think we saw it. Was no, that we, a flashback? Should, it, no, or was I don't, that, don't that Ritsuko's so. mother? That's all, just, that's all just stuff implied that we haven't seen anything of. Yep. Somebody was somewhere watching something and, and there's like, I want to show you this and then blah. Ritsuko's mom, I think. I think it was Shinji, but... I mean, think. it's possible. I, it, I've I don't recall. All, I've lost all track. We moved down to the dummy plug area on our third stop. And that's where there's a big fish tank full of ray bodies. All grinning from ear to ear, their nips all hard. They all look and they're like, hi. Yeah. Hello, Shinji. (laughs) Come play with us. (laughs) And Shinji's like. So traditionally in anime, we do a lot of this like nudity like the like the actual like specifics of the anatomy of nudity being like obscured but like yes. here we straight up just have nipples everywhere yeah there are... so i'm curious like why maybe it was supposed to be pseudosexual for him since he's got a thing for ray maybe that could be i that was the only thing i could take of is like it's not um showing innocence like it usually means mm-hmm like in Sailor Moon, it's it's you know kind of purity and innocence and stuff. Mm-hmm. And for this, uh-huh. it's more like Shinji's like, ooh, boobies, because <laughs> he's Shinji and he sucks. Maybe. Do we know uh, what time of day this show aired? Anytime it wanted. Like uh, like like whether it was like uh, daytime or late night or something. Yeah, like after midnight. No idea. I don't know if they could get if they could do that on an after midnight show or not. Yeah, maybe it's possible. That's why we got that extended sex scene. This is where Ritsuko tells us that humans found a god, they tried to replicate that god, they were punished for it. I assume that was the first impact. Yeah? Oh, I didn't think about that, but yeah, yeah, you're probably right. They tried again, and that time they made Adam, so they made a god out of a god, and then they made a human from Adam. Which is the Ava. In the form of Avas. 
But the Avas are soulless and have souls implanted in them, except for Rey, who was born with her own soul. Is the god that they found like an alien? You tell me, man. I don't know. They don't tell us what they mean by they found god. Oh, Lilith, maybe? Yeah. Maybe? I know they they talk about Lilith later. Um, maybe Lilith was the god they found. They used Lilith to make this Adam, which is not how the Bible works, but whatever. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big question. Uh, I don't know if uh, uh, Hidekiano, what his experience with Christianity is at this point. I think we talked about it at some point that he was pretty much just saying things he thought sounded cool. Maybe Lilith was some alien mother that, or some eldritch horror that they found and maybe this whole show is just about a shintoist trying to understand christianity like it sounds a lot like final fantasy 7 you know you have this like alien in that i don't know what the fuck happened well there that, that too but like, <laughs> you have this alien creature and then they take the dna from that and they create like a whole like species of these soldiers right then they have like i don't know it just there's a similarity there but um I think it's important here that they say that they have they don't have souls. The Avas don't have souls. So maybe the souls of the mothers that have all disappeared are in the Avas? Like maybe Ava 1 has Shinji's mom's soul in it? Yeah. That has crossed my mind several times. Which is the whole motherhood thing we've been dealing with and like the Ava being nice to him and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like maybe she's in there. Yeah. And then the other part of it is... We are now, at this point, learning that a soul in this anime is a quantifiable thing. And they can tell that most of them don't have it, and something does, like Rey. Mm -hmm. And if Rey was born with her own soul, the multiple Reys, are they just like putting the soul back every time she dies? They just take one of the empty bodies and the soul back into it? Yes. Because... I was also under the impression that they might just use them for spare parts like she needs a new arm okay take this one out take its arm and well that's okay. they didn't spare part her when they blew her to shit <laughs> oh that's oh, fair enough yeah like she's atomized in that explosion i'm sure of it i mean angelized <laughs> angelicized her name is erica now i think <laughs> <laughs> well they do go on right after that to say that with ray running around the chamber of guff is completely empty guff we never learn anything more about that. Guff is not a character I'm aware of. I'm not saying it's not, but it's is not it biblical. I, not that I know of. Okay. I'm wondering if the chamber of Guff is the thing they're holding souls in. In Jewish yeah. legend, the chamber of Guff is a pit where all the proto souls hang out, whispering and murmuring. When a child is born, an angel reaches into the chamber, scoops up a soul, and brings it into the world. Holy fuck! That's creepy. Huh. So Gendo's an angel. That's that kind of makes weird. sense that that's where they, like, there's a soul and they, it goes back in there and they it out into this race. Ugh. Maybe. I, I, yeah. I, and that might be why the Ray is carried over. Like, she hates Gendo so much now with, like, the glasses on to break it and crying. Because, like, she's not a blank slate. She's mm -hmm. got the soul put back in her. So maybe her brain's not all there and memories, but, like, her Something. Soul, yeah, the soul. There's something over there. The soul is storing memories yeah, or something. Yeah, so, like. Guff is a Hebrew word meaning body. Uh, apparently in Jewish mythology, the uh, tree of life, or tree of souls, blossoms and produces souls, which then fall into the guff. That's fascinating. Yeah, then Gabriel reaches in and takes up the first soul that comes into his hand. 
And then Lila, the angel of conception, watches over the embryo until it is born. That's also kind of interesting, too, because not that it, we're going anywhere. But my understanding of Judaism is that uh, a soul, like in the Old Testament, when they talk about souls, they don't differentiate the soul as some sort of um, ethereal self. Like your body, your soul, your personhood, it's all one thing. Uh-huh. So when they're like, these souls have done this, it's its people. I mean, obviously we can't try to match what the Bible says to what this guy's saying because they, yeah. don't, they don't match up, but... It's just like, hey, where's the place that the soul's going to be kept for a while, I guess? Keep it in the Rayquarium. <laughs> Speaking of the Rayquarium. Oh, God, I hate this part. Uh-huh. Ritsko, hating the rays in the Rayquarium, turns on the Rayomatic. It slices, it dices, it pure ends. It's the Bassomatic, I mean Rayomatic. <laughs> yeah, it is fucking gross. Yep, just... And then, and then we just have, like, arms and stuff falling. She just blends them up. No, disassemble Ray. <laughs> yes, disassemble Ray. She says these things aren't human. They're just human-shaped Shaped. objects. Yep. Empty shells. Yep, because uh, Masato's like, do you know what you did? She's like, yeah, I destroyed some property. Oh, I love that line. That is pretty good. This is where she kind of plays the pronoun game. And she's like, that man, I was a fool and my mother was a fool. And nothing means anything now. I think she's talking about Gendo, and I yeah. think she was sleeping with him. I would not be surprised. Oh. Didn't think of that. And Masato basically says, this is, as, as she's just sobbing and in despair, Masato looks at her and she's just like, she's no different than any of the other people obsessed with Ava's, including me, I guess. And that's the end of the episode. Mm. Indeed. That is episode 23 of Neon Genesis Evangelion. And now we need to talk about our overall thoughts on the episode. And uh, we start, of course, with Bill. You know, at least it answered something. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) I tainted myself because I thought, hey, I'm going to get some of this stuff knocked out. And went ahead and watched the next couple episodes, two or three, finished the series. And started into one of the movies. Oh. And now I'm just pissed at this whole anime. (laughs) Yeah. It could have done been done so much better. Yeah? I'm just so pissed off. Just It's so bad. This episode, I guess, wasn't the worst. Stuff happened. There's a lot of gross. There's a lot of upsetting. But I suppose at least it led us somewhere for something. And it's, it's again, it's pretentious, but they all are. So you take that off the table. If you're going to watch Evangelion, I mean... None of these are watch this episode and stop and study the other ones because you're not you're really not going to know what the fuck's happening. Um, but this is one of the least painful ones. Yeah, I like this episode quite a bit. I think it's it gives us, like you said, some answers. There's some payoff to everything that we've been building up toward in this particular episode. It is building toward a climax. Sorry for using that term. Um, it's building toward it's building toward the ending of the anime, which again I don't remember. I vaguely, I only have vague recollections of like the ending. We're gonna, we're gonna get there as Bill is mouthing all kinds of nasty words. <laughs> but, uh, we only have three episodes left, so I'm, I'm curious to see where they go. I, I know historically people did not like the ending, or the ending was not what was fully intended, which is why we have two different, full, completely different sets of movies 
that are like, I don't even know if they're both related to each other. We'll have to dive into that when we finish up and, and, and decide which ones we're going to be watching and discussing. But overall, as a, as a standalone episode, I really enjoyed it. As did, I have to say, overall. It was very interesting. More so than many of the previous ones. <laughs> <laughs> the The angel was uh, different and unique, as was the things that it did to you. I'd kind of like to look up like some in-depth analysis of exactly what it's doing, what part of it's going through the blood vessels or uh, wheezing its way into the skin, whatnot, you know, whatever. There's some of the best imagery in the show in this episode. I would agree with that. Yeah, I suppose that's probably true. Best of all, of course, there's quite a bit of pen pen. We do get a decent amount. We get more pen pen here than we have in a while. That's true. And if I if I had the time, I would watch ahead after this one. That's an ending that really makes you a little bit hungry for what could be coming next. Well, speaking of the next episode, that's 24, and that's The Last Cometh. <laughs> oh. Also, I, I just looked ahead to the um 30-second bumper at the end of the episode. Is that episode actually animated? Yeah. Okay. So I... I wonder what the story is here, because if you go, if you open up the episode 23 and you watch the end, yep. it's all storyboard and, like, not fully drawn and animated. So, like, my, my, my thought process is either that's in the episode. It's in the episode. Okay, okay. I was like, either that or, like, they were really running against a deadline and didn't <laughs> have anything ready to go for that trailer. But that's next time. That's Matt's yes. yep. Endeavor. Oh, crap. It's about time we got out of here, though, I do believe. So once again, thank you for listening to Tune in Japanese, a podcast where three dudes talk about anime. I am what is now known as an angel. I'm Andy. My heart is inside you now. I'm Matt. Ooh, we all feel mad inside of us. And I don't remember mine. I'm Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's timer is going off, and we will see you next time. Kisses. It's Matt's fart inside of all of us. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on youtube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Special thanks to Brian Nash, Matthew Van Diver, Dan Park, and Andrew Caswell. are just empty dummies and spare parts that are meant to be used for Ray. Mankind came across a god and then tried to make it their own. Fifteen years ago, God inflicted his wrath. The god they were so excited about disappeared. Undeterred, they worked to resurrect their god themselves. That was Adam. Just like God, they made a human from Adam. That was Ava. Human? Ava's are human? Yes, they are. Originally, Avas didn't have human souls. Souls were embedded in them. They were all made of salvaged material. 
The only one with a soul was Rei. She was the only one that was born containing a soul. The Chamber of Guff was now empty. These things that look like Rei, they don't have a soul. They're just empty vessels. So I'll destroy them, because I hate them. property. Objects that aren't human, they're only shaped like humans. And yet I couldn't compete with these things. I wasn't good enough. Thinking of him allowed me to endure any humiliation, any violation. My body means nothing to me. And yet that man... I should have known. I'm such a fool. I am. Mother and daughter, both of us were fools. pull the trigger. In fact, you'd be doing me a favor. That would be foolish, Ritsuko. <laughs> the tragedy of those obsessed with the Avas. 